All right, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28, 29, and 30. Probably as a Christian, it's a very familiar passage of Scripture, uh, but we want to look at it maybe in a little different light than what we've looked at it before. Uh, it's an important word because uh, every word that we're going to read there is out of the mouth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I always want to know what he is saying and uh, what we can glean from what he is saying that might help us uh, through some difficult times. He simply says, I guess we should have said attention, stand up. <laughs> Grady Nutt said, this is sure as you memorize something, you will mess up. He said, the man asked him, would he stand and lead us in prayer? He said, I stood up. I said, would everybody close your eyes and bow your head? And he said, I pledge allegiance to the flag. And here you go. <laughs> so we got to be careful. Know which direction we're heading in. Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Father, I pray that you'd help us to come to you with no matter what is going on in our life, because you want to know, because you want to help us, and you can help us. And so, Lord, we're calling on you today to make your presence known to us. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> if we could travel up and down the highways and all the byways of our country today and go into every house that was possible to get in and to go into every workplace and every schoolhouse and interview every person about where they stand in this life, and then where do they stand with the Lord, it would probably shock us to realize and know that our world, listen, our world in which we live in, okay, is suffering. I have been told that the statistics say that on every pew of every church, there's at least one broken heart. Now think about, where, where are we in our own little world, okay? Some of us don't like change. Some of us don't want to get out of our comfort zone. You know, we love what we do, how we do, when we do, and we don't want nobody missing with their dues. We want it to stay just like it is. Just like it is. But it's not going to be that way. Our world is in is in an unrest situation. Um, despite the fact, listen, despite the fact that we are well fed, well clothed, you know, we still we we gripe and we grumble and we have complaints. Things don't go like we want them to go. When I first heard this, they said, well, there's probably a television in every home. 
I'll go a step further. There's probably a television in every one of our rooms. Uh, you know, we got one on each end of the house. If they're both blasting, I mean, it sounds like a stereo system if we're watching the same thing. Especially on Sunday morning when we listen to uh, Dr. David Jeremiah, uh, Tony Evans, Charles Stanley. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a panoramic thing. I mean, no matter where you go, you, you're not missing anything. It's, it's just there. And all three of those guys are great. I love all three of them. But all three of them have a different style of presenting uh, the Word of God. And you know, I'm, I'm different. I know I am. I'm not like anybody you've ever had, and I hope I'll never be like anybody you've ever had. And whoever's going to follow me won't be like I am, okay? So best thing we can do is to serve the Lord where we are and get over this unrest period that it dwells in our life, listen, that controls us. We're running late this morning. We're coming up the highway. Now, honestly, hey, I was watching the speed number. I was doing between 55 and 60. Okay, I'm coming right along. And I see this truck pull up a side road, and he does not stop. He wheels right out like he owns the road. He did not go from here. He didn't go from here to the other end of our family life center, made a right-hand turn. His tag was Indiana. Like, he must not have road laws, there, you know. <laughs> and he pulled out in front of me, literally. I had to put on brakes, okay? And I said to Lynn, I said, do you believe this? <laughs> she didn't say anything. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, here he's going to put on his brakes and make a right-hand turn. I said, look at this. <laughs> Lynn said, I'd have blowed my horn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't want to. I thought about it. You know, I've thought sometimes I would love to have a big old rubber tire on the front end of old blue. You pull out, I'll just ease into you and just push you right on down the highway. Now, that's a bad attitude, you know. it. The devil loves bad attitudes. He didn't put enough food on my tray. I've I'm, I'm, I'm got a good mind to go back. Well, go back. <laughs> What's keeping you from going back? You know, I, I wiped off my glasses real good, and I want you to look at them. It turn, come to find out they were on backwards. Or they were somebody else's glasses. You know, we, we get so tied up and so twisted up when things don't go our way. You know, sometimes a land will say, well, we're going to so-and-so on such-and-such a date, and uh, how much time do you think it'd take us to get there? I said, well, see what the telephone says. Well, whatever the telephone says, I add an hour to it. Simply because of traffic. My goodness, I despise to go to anywhere toward Atlanta or Charlotte. I'm almost getting tired of coming to Seneca on Friday afternoon. I mean, get out of the way. Can't you know I'm trying to get to the bank before they close? <laughs> and you pull in there, and I mean, here the cars are lined up, and some people take forever. I mean, they're passing bags back and forth, and I'm thinking, you should have went inside. <laughs> the other day, the, my last trip to the bank, in my mind, my brain, it says, now go to the drive-thru, go to the drive-thru. You know what the steering wheel did? Went right in front to park. I'm thinking, what are you doing? 
back up and get around there, and there sit one of these long-term bankers. You know, and I'm thinking, God, no use to do that. He ain't got nothing. There's nothing on it, you know. Hey, I don't wear it. <laughs> so how you know what time it is? I just try to find somebody with a watch. I got several batteries that's dead in every one of them. You try to get the back off of it, don't know how. <laughs> you get the back off it, can't figure out how to get the battery out. <laughs> then you forget which way it was supposed to turn if you got a new one. <laughs> and you, it's one thing after another. And the devil sees to it that your and my life are at unrest. Uh, you know when I think about all this? I think about a man of all seasons. And that man's Jesus. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. I don't care if you're sitting at a traffic light and the light's green and nobody's moving. No use to blow the horn. That happened. Here's a car. The traffic light turns green. They don't move. The car behind it says, dee, dee. The guy up front he looks up, he puts it in park, he opens the door, and goes back towards the Do you need me? <laughs> I mean, hello. <laughs> the light's green. He looks, he said, no, it's not. It's orange. It's supposed to turn red. You're going to have to settle down. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's cap busters out there. Do you realize what I'm saying? And they are at unrest. We got to be cautious. And we got to be careful. But I want to tell you about a man of all seasons. First of all, we need to come to this man of all seasons when we are glad. Okay? When we're glad, we need to come to him. We don't have to be at unrest to come to Jesus. But we need to come to him, uh, you know, when we are glad. Jesus is equal to no matter what season of life you're in. Now, if you're writing, uh, the first season we're talking about is the glad season, okay? Glad season. You know, I'm glad. Listen to me. I mean what I'm saying. I am glad that I am your pastor at this moment in my life, okay? I'm not discontent. I am happy and satisfied being where I am, doing what I'm doing Every day, but I feel sorry for a man, a pastor, who's not content where he is. I got a whole list of preacher boys and preacher friends, and I pray this prayer for them. Lord, wherever they are, if you put them there, help them to be content. I feel sorry for a pastor who is somewhere that he put himself and he's not content. I don't go to conventions anymore. I used to go, and I, I finally figured out, hey, it's just a, probably a good vacation at the expense of the church. So way back there, I quit going, okay? 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 Hello? But if there's ever a convention you want me to be at, I don't mind going. But one of the things I remember about conventions is pastors. They cluster together. And you know what they're doing? A lot of them were doing, hey, Put my resume in your, your association. Here, give me just a swapping resumes all the time. A, a people came to Earl's Grove Baptist Church one Sunday afternoon. I was taking a nap, and the doorbell rang. And I went to the door, and the man says, I'm so-and-so from such-and-such a church. 
He said, I come by here to see if you'd give me one of your resumes. I said, sir, I don't have a resume. He said, well, you can make me one, can't you? I said, no, sir, I, I, I can't. I, I don't fool with resumes. He said, you're kidding. I said, no, I'm not kidding. I don't mess with resumes. I said, if God wants me at your church, he knows where I am, and he'll put me there. Okay? I don't, know, I, I don't ever remember filling out a resume for anything. Although they said, well, just to keep things in order, would you please fill this out? You know, my goodness. Well, it, you know, it puts unrest in a lot of people's lives when they have to do things out of the ordinary. Okay, God's blessed Lynn and me to, to, to have these, this savings that we've been packing money into, seems like forever. Okay, I need a little bit of money, so I contact them about getting a little money. They said, you'll have to fill out the paperwork. I am not exaggerating. Thirteen, eight and a half, eleven sheets of paper want to know this and that. And what do I want the money for? It ain't none of your business. It's mine. I want it. I mean, my goodness, it created unrest of all the things that I have to do plus trying to prepare sermons. Here comes a 13-page thing that I got to fill out to get my own money. Are you exhausted yet? <laughs> wow. I mean, it's just unrest, one thing after another. And I'll tell you something, it filters down into our homes. And first thing you know, our home is at unrest. And our little children is saying, Mama, Daddy, what, what's wrong? What, what's going on? And I, the other wife will say, don't worry about your Daddy's just flustered. <laughs> flustered? I can't even spell flustered. What does flustered mean? Just don't bother him at this time. You'll be all right. Well, when I think about it, listen, the devil likes to monopolize your and my time. And he will do it. He will see to it. Well, you don't need to go visit them. They're probably not home anyway. I wouldn't go down there and visit them. You know, they got a lot of bad dogs. Yesterday, this dog, neighbor dog, kept coming over. He knew probably some feeding going on. And he was, uh, kept saying around, Miss Lula kept running him off. He kept coming back. Directly, I took my old hat off, turned it around, put it right here, and squatted down and done. Here I went. <laughs> he took off back down through the yard. I mean, he was gone, but after a while, here he come back. Miss Lula brought us good old wonderful skin hot dogs and bless his heart, he came over. We had some left. I thought somebody needs to give the dog a dog. <laughs> now, this is a big dog. My goodness, he didn't hardly swallow this thing. It shot in there and <laughs> right of sight. Gone. He was hungry. <laughs> Poor thing, you know. Can you imagine his restlessness? I mean, he's hungry. He's thinking, why don't somebody feed me? Can't they tell I'm hungry? What about all these folk that run up and down the road here with signs, I will work for food, or, or I'll do this or that and the other. And, 
you know, they stand out in the hot, blistered, boiling sun. They stand out in the cold rain. They stand out in the snow. And I think it looks like it'd be easier just to go get a job because most places I go, it says, help wanted. Right? Help wanted. You know, come on. Uh, offer them a, a job and see. Well, well I, I can't right now. Well, God knows. Let me tell you something. We need to come to Jesus when we're glad, all right? Secondly, we need to come to Jesus when we're sad. When we are sad. Um, Not only we need to come to him in a sunny hour, but we need to come to him when it's dark, cloudy, gloomy, drizzling rain. You see, he's equal to all of our troubles. Come unto me, he says that's the truth. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, burdened down with the cares of this world. And you mark it down, there are cares in this world. A few years ago, Lynn and I told her, I said, listen, start depositing so much money in the savings for two reasons, taxes and insurance, because both of them are coming. Used to be a struggle. You know, you got to, you know, I don't like to pay a little bit here and a little bit. I want to pay it all at one time, but I didn't have it all at one time, so we started putting back a little bit here and a little bit there, and I said, just forget we've got it. So when that tax comes and when that insurance comes, you just pay it. You're going to have to pay it anyway. I might as well pay it. Uh, this one man, he said, every year when my income tax thing uh, comes and uh, it's time to pay up, he said, I fill out the check and put it in the mail and don't sign it. They'll send it back. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. You know, if I intentionally do it, I believe I'm sort of twisting it a little bit. And then I get, get unrestful. Hey, you get them letters, them big old big letters with big letters on them that says I-R-S. You know who they are. And that old thing used to be advertisement, they're coming for me. <laughs> yeah, they're coming. But when we think about it, I, when I think about the, uh, the sad part of life, you know, in, in, a good new, in the Good News Club, we've just recently studied about Joseph. Can you imagine being sold by your brothers to a foreign land, to foreign to strangers and taken away? That's what happened to him. Of course, we know the end of the story was a blessing, but on the surface, to start with, his brothers sold him. What about Peter in prison? Beaten, he was put there for preaching the word of God. What about Daniel in, the, in a den of lions because his stand that he took, <coughs> excuse me, for the Lord Jesus Christ? What about John on the Isle of Patmos? This was the last straw, guys. He was taken out there to an abandoned place and beat half to death and left for death. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. When, when, when John was laying, dying on the Isle of Patmos, God said, it ain't finished yet. John, you write these things down so that my people will have them. And they did. What about Jesus on the cross? 
Bible says he came to his own and his own wouldn't even receive him, wouldn't respect him, wouldn't do anything toward him. And, but he was Jesus and he died for you and for me. While we were yet slowed down, stinking sinners, the Bible says he died for the ungodly. Thank God he laid his life down for me and you. And he arose from the grave. I praise the Lord. So Jesus, you see, is available when we're glad. He's available when we're sad. But let me tell you something. This man Jesus is available when we're bad. When we're bad. You know, I don't... I don't like, I don't, no, let me rephrase that. I don't like, I don't look at sports. You know, it's okay. It's 2-1, okay, so what? But if I was in control, if I was in charge, if there was a fight on the field, I'd take those two guys off to the side. I'd say, okay, what is the problem? I'd listen to the problem. Let's see. Have you been saved? Have you been saved? Why, why are you fighting? You know there's consequences for doing things you have no business doing. So here's the consequences, guys. You're not only going to stay out the rest of the game, but you ain't going to play the rest of the season. And if you don't like that, I'll fix you where you'll never, ever play another game of sports because you have acted like an immature child. Broad open public TV fighting. I don't understand it, but it makes things look bad for those who should be setting an example and uh, our young people uh, look up to. Let me tell you so Jesus is available when our hearts are broken. And remember, God will accept us in our brokenness, but He wants all the pieces. He wants all the pieces. Some of you, I'm sure, have put in, put, put uh, uh, what kind of puzzle I'm talking about, Mac? Huh? J jigsaw puzzles. And you get down and can't find that one piece. Listen, that one piece missing out of that puzzle makes it incomplete. That's why we need to give it all to Jesus so he can put it together. He needs all the pieces. He needs my eyes, my lips, my ears, my hands, my feet. He needs them to get his work done. But if I don't want to, he'll get somebody else, okay? He don't really need me, but he's asking me to come alongside and help carry on the ministry, okay? We need to come to this man called Jesus when we're glad, when we're sad, when we're bad, but last of all, listen, we need to come to Jesus when we're mad. I mean, excuse me. Yes, when we're mad. M-A-D, mad. Why do people get mad? Let me tell you something. When we're sick, we go to a doctor. When our watch is broken, we go to a watch doctor. Somebody's going to fix it. When our faucet leaks, we call a plumber. When we need some remodeling done, we call a carpenter. When a car breaks down, we need a mechanic. What about when our spiritual 
things get disrupted. We need this right here. Jesus said, hey, son, won't you just come to me? I know what you've been doing. I know where you've been struggling. So I ask you, I know your labor's hard. And I, I know that you're heavy laden with all the things of the world that's burdened you down. But if you'll give them to me, I'll show you how to work through these things and you'll be glad when it's all over with because listen to me, when you and I are mad, we become out of balance. You know what causes a person to fall? They get out of balance. Sometimes I stagger, okay? I'm out of balance, and I'm looking for something to grab a hold to. I'm looking for somewhere to land because, I, hey, I know I'm fixing to fall. When we're, when we're out of balance in our life, listen, <clears throat> if you're not reading your Bible every day, you listen to me now, when you're not reading your Bible every day and you're not praying every day and you're not trying to share Jesus with somebody, your spiritual life is out of balance and the devil will see to it that you're headed for a fall. It's important to read his word. Yes, I read it many days, many mornings I read it and I can't remember what I read. Why? Because the things of this world is a stirring around what I need to do, where I need to be, and I'm running out of time. But please, even if you don't remember what it is, listen, when we, when we read it, it registers whether we accept it or not. You know, I think of the, the years you go to school and you get time, come time to graduate, and somebody say, do you remember all that stuff? No. But hopefully it'll come back to us when we need it to keep our life balanced. We need to read God's word. We need to pray. Hey, I, prayer list gets longer and longer. And, and it's the same names that I call every morning. And I'm thinking, God, I hope you don't get tired of this because I haven't seen any results yet. So I'm going to keep on praying Ten people that I pray for are lost, and one recently got saved, so it's down to nine. Pray for every morning I call their name, God save their soul. Bible says that God hears the prayers of his children. He hears the prayers of his children. Uh, there's only one mediator, mediator between here and there, and that's Jesus. He said he will take all of our problems, all our frustrations. Uh, and after we've done that and he's given us rest, he said, now take my yoke upon you. The yoke that leads and guides and protects. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn all about me. I'm meek, I'm lowly in heart. I understand where you are. I know when you're hurting. I know when you've got decisions you've got to make. So just trust me. Just trust me. People make fun of Peter. I'm sure that the boys in the boat made fun of Peter when he said, Jesus, if that's you, you put it there, if that's you, Lord, let me come down to where you are. And Jesus said, well, come on, what's, what's your problem? Come on. 
Bible says he stepped down out of the boat. He began to walk to Jesus and the wind began to stir and he began to look around at all of his problems and his unrest and the Bible says he began to sink and he said, Lord, save me. And Jesus reached and called him. Hey, he's waiting this morning for you and I to say, Lord, save me. Oh, Lord, get me out of this dilemma I'm in. Lord, you know I'm, my parents are sick. My grandparents are sick. I got sick friends. Lord, do something. You keep on praying. You keep on begging God. And God says he hears the cries of, our, of his children. If you're saved, he's going to hear your prayers. And I thank God for that communication line that we call prayer. Never busy. Never disconnected. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege, Lord, to stand in this place today. Lord, help us to come to you. Help us to come to you to see what else you want us to do. Life's not over. There's still plenty of work to do. But Lord, I thank you so much that you have given me contentment being pastor of this great church. Lord, I'm so undeserving, but I thank you for it. Now I pray for those that are waiting in the pew right now, Lord, if there's any decision that needs to be made, God, that you'd speak to their heart and give them courage to come in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Mark.